This is Dr. Barnard's mini logic lecture number three. Today we're picking up um, on slide 74, the introduction to categorical syllogisms. So what are uh, categorical syllogisms? Well, we know that there are categorical propositions. There are the four different types of categorical propositions, the universal affirmative, the universal negative, the particular affirmative, and the particular negative. A syllogism is an argument, usually a deductive argument, in which there are exactly two premises and a conclusion. So a categorical syllogism is an argument, usually a deductive argument, in which there are two premises and a conclusion, and the premises are both categorical propositions, and the conclusion is a categorical proposition. So starting on slide 78 now, let's uh, look at a quick example of a categorical syllogism. All lawyers are gifted in rhetoric. All prosecutors are lawyers. Therefore, all prosecutors are gifted in rhetoric. So you have two categorical propositions as premises, and you have a categorical proposition as a conclusion here. Notice that each proposition contains only two terms, but there are a total of three terms in the syllogism. That's going to be important. Slide 79 is an example of what we call a standard form categorical syllogism. There's that notion of standard form again. So what makes it a standard form categorical syllogism is the order in which the propositions occur in the premises relative to the conclusion. So there are three different terms in a syllogism. You can look back at 79 to see how this works in a second. But if you go ahead and look at slide number 80, um, you have the terms of the syllogism. There are three terms, the major term, the minor term, and the middle term. So in the conclusion to the syllogism, the minor term is the subject term of the conclusion. The major term is the predicate of the conclusion, and the middle term is the third term that occurs in both premises, but does not occur in the conclusion of the syllogism. Slide 81 shows us a diagram that shows us how the relationship works in a syllogism. The major term and the minor term there in the diagram, they're the outer circles, are connected to each other through the middle term. So the middle term functions as a bridge. And so what we're doing is we're using the premises to build a relationship between the major term and the minor term through the middle term. Slide 82 tells us how standard form works there, right? So standard form is always major premise first, minor premise second, and then the conclusion where the major premise is the premise that contains the major term and the middle term, and the minor premise is the premise that contains the minor term and the middle term, where the conclusion then in turn contains only the major and the minor. Slide 83 gives us as an example, and here we've superimposed the major, the minor, and the middle terms from our example on our circular bridge diagram. Slide 84 shows how the inference occurs. In the syllogism, the connection is made between the major term and the middle term, and between the middle term and the minor term, and then the conclusion, as it were, moves through the middle term, major to minor, and eliminates that middle term. 
Okay, so if you don't know what a middle term, a major term, and a minor term are yet, you need to stop, go back, and review the material. Look at the slides again and listen to the explanations one more time. Also, don't forget, you can always look back at your textbook. Starting at slide 85, we're going to introduce something called the mood of the syllogism. The mood of the syllogism is expressed as a three-letter code. And the way you figure this out is you take a syllogism in its standard form with the major premise, then the minor premise, then the conclusion, and then you use our A, E, I, and O designations that we learned when we talked about categorical propositions to label those. And so the mood of a syllogism is something like AAA or EIO or EEE. And the example here on 85 is an example of coming up with the mood of a syllogism. Notice that there are 64 possible moods ranging from AAA through OOO. Other than the mood of the syllogism, there is another feature of every syllogism that's called the figure of the syllogism. So the figure of the syllogism has to do with the relative positions of the middle term. So in the diagram here on slide 86, you can see that the middle term designated by the letter M is moving around in the different into different positions and different combinations. And each of those different positions and combinations is a different figure. So um, lined up left to right, they're figure one, two, three, four. If you go to slide 87, an easy way to remember which figure is which is to use what we call the shirt collar rule. So if you're looking at someone who has a collar shirt on, the collar forms these two sort of, there's a downward stroke to the right, and then there's a straight stroke, then there's another straight stroke, but on the other side, and then a downward um, stroke right to left. And that's the first, second, third, fourth figure designation. So the easiest way to remember which figure is which is to use this shirt collar rule. Now that we've identified the mood of the syllogism and the figure of the syllogism, we're in a position to tell the form of the syllogism. The form of the syllogism is pretty simple. It's just the mood and the figure. So if you go ahead to slide 89, we have some examples here. So here is an example of an AAA in the first figure. So mood AAA figure one means form AAA1. And then likewise, you have an AAI in the third as the second example there on slide 89. So let's go ahead and look at slide 90 and try and figure out um, what the form of this syllogism is. So what's the syllogism? No nuclear-powered submarines are commercial vessels, so no warships are commercial vessels, since all, all nuclear-powered submarines are warships. So the first thing we need to do is identify the conclusion, and the conclusion is no warships are commercial vessels. We know this is the case because so is a conclusion indicator, while since is a premise indicator. On slide 91, we go to step two, where we identify the predicate term of the conclusion, commercial vessels. So commercial vessels is our major term. Step three, the major premise is the premise that contains the term 
uh, the major term, commercial vessels. And so no nuclear-powered submarines are commercial vessels is our major premise. Next slide. The remaining premise, all nuclear-powered submarines are warships, is the minor premise, and it contains the subject term of the conclusion, warships, so we know that that's the minor premise. Now on slide 95, we're able to identify all of the terms. The middle term is nuclear-powered submarines, and now that we have in standard form rewritten the syllogism, no nuclear-powered submarines are commercial vessels, that's the major term, commercial vessels. All nuclear-powered submarines are warships. That's the um, minor premise with the minor term warships. Therefore, no warships, minor term, are commercial vessels, major term. That's our conclusion. So we now have an E, no nuclear-powered submarines are commercial vessels. A, all nuclear-powered submarines are warships. Therefore, E, no warships are commercial vessels, so we have an EAE, and the figure using the shirt collar diagram, where the middle term is stacked to the left, that is, it's the left-hand term or the subject term in both premises, tells us it's figure three, so we know that the form of this is EAE3. Several of the next few slides contain examples that you can review to look at um, and practice uh, identifying the mood, the figure, and the form of the syllogism. There is an example called the complicated example starting on slide 100 that walks us through the process of taking a syllogism in ordinary language and then going ahead and I rewriting it in standard form, reducing the number of terms. That is, there's a case here where there are more than three terms, um, both professional and non-professional occur in the, the syllogism. And so we eliminate those and um, then we rewrite the syllogism in standard form. And then by the time we get down to slide 118, it's a, it's a pretty thorough walkthrough. Um, we're able to identify the form of that syllogism. So I invite you to work through those examples on your own. That's the end of this pod. Mm -hmm.